Oregon State actually had a really good year this past year. But but still, that doesn't move the needle. Anyways, TJ with us every Thursday. TJ Pittenger down in Tampa. We'll let you know how you can get all this content. TJ, it just came up, so I might as well just start here. John Skipper, former head of ESPN, suggested in some podcast, maybe the ACC could get more money if they merged with the Pac-12. I'm not sure I like that idea, but what do you think? Yeah, I think that sounds like a terrible idea. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to think of, like, some kind of analogy that'd be really, like, well drawn out and really funny to make everybody laugh this Thursday morning, but I think that's probably funny enough, right? Like, you know, if if, if one – you know, the solution to something dying is not to pair it with something else dying. It just doesn't make sense at all. You know, like, you, you, yeah, so I don't know. I think that's a that's a pretty, pretty, pretty brutal idea. Uh, I, again, I, I don't think two dying things marrying each other all of a sudden uh, bring them back to life in, in any way. Uh, you know, you, you don't you don't have two conferences that clearly uh, have very little value on, on the front and say, like, oh, OK, well, here's two things that have little value. Uh, now all of a sudden they they have great value. So yeah, I I think that's a that, that's far fetched for sure. Maybe we would name it the Misery Loves Company League. How about that? Yeah. Maybe. Uh, wait, what's uh, what's uh, whenever you had a test or you had questions or whatever in school, it was you know A B C D and then just anything else, just miscellaneous. The others, I think it would certainly that conference would feel like the others for sure. TJ with us each and every Thursday. What's the latest down there? Any any football news to talk about? Yeah, so spring practice started on Monday, you know, getting getting underway. Yesterday was day two, so just, you know, very light stuff, nothing really crazy just yet. I'll tell you there's some guys that have really stood out though. That Jaheim Bell, who transferred from South Carolina, he was one of the top transfers in the portal this year. It seems like everybody Florida State got was one of the top transfers in the portal. Uh, Jaheim Bell has certainly impressed in his brief time in Tallahassee, hearing really, really good things about Fentrell Cypress, the cornerback from Virginia. Um, really just has the look of a of a cornerback one and really should help kind of solidify that defense, that secondary that had some issues, had some struggles, um, hearing good things on Daryl Jackson, who transferred in from um, – Miami at defensive tackle. They really like how the offensive line transfers have looked. And so it's only a couple of days in. They've, they've done their tour of duty. They've done their mad drills. But there's a good camaraderie. There's a good uh, feeling around the program. They know what the expectations are this year. They know what they need to live up to. They know what they need to do. And it's just kind of a grind to get to September. But early positive returns uh, out of spring camp. Yeah, Bell is a... Big, I mean, 6'2", about 210, 215, receiver. I mean, you can get in the ball a lot of different ways. He is a spectacular athlete. I I think he gets a lot of play next year. Yeah, and he really looks like he could just absolutely line up anywhere on the field. You know, he looks like he could line up at, you know, linebacker, defensive end. He is just built different, right? And I know that phrase gets tossed around way too much and is way too cliche, but he moves so well for his size. Um, there's a reason South Carolina lined him up absolutely everywhere from the slot to tight end to in the backfield to wherever. Just a phenomenal athlete. And I think what's going to be big for him is that he's coming into an offense that already was top 10. Right? Florida State's offense was really freaking good last year. Returns 
just about everybody, right, loses an offensive lineman or two, loses their second, you know, second running back, but kind of had a three-headed monster back there anyway. Uh, you know, not having to be the guy because there's a lot of talent already there with Trey Benson and John Wilson, and you get Winston Wright, and you pull in five-star Hakeem Williams and Micah Pittman, and you know, oh, don't forget Heisman hopeful Jordan Travis, and so I think being able to. I don't know. It's not going to be a secret weapon with how athletic he is and how talented he is, but just not having to be the guy it will probably take a little bit of pressure off and let him really shine in this offense. T.J. Pittenger checks in with us on Thursdays. What do they want to get done? I mean, a lot of this team is back. A lot of, of the significant members of the football team, they're back. Are they being protected, and this is more about the youth movement this spring? You know, there's a few guys sitting out of practice, but I, I think it's, you know, Braden Fisk, one of the top defensive line transfers. Again, not to, not to run down Florida State's success in the portal, but it, it bears repeating, I suppose. Um, he, he came in and had a little bit of uh, surgery, had an arm cleaned up a little bit. Like, he won't be practicing. But, yeah, I, I think a lot of it is, finding out what your depth pieces are, finding out how you play together. Like you said, Florida State brings back the most production in college football. We put a video out a couple of weeks ago about that. And so I don't think there's a lot of, like, retooling or, you know, you're not implementing a new system. The only new coach on the, on the roster or on the staff is uh, pass or tain at, at defensive backs. And so, you, you know, most of the team, they know what they need to do. They've been in the system for multiple years now. You brought in a few key transfers and I think they brought in nine transfers total and you're trying to kind of retool some of those guys but three of those were on the they're very spread out so it's not like you've got brand new position groups or anything like that yeah I think a lot of it's just trying to acclimate the transfers a little bit hey can we get a little bit better through spring we were already really really good last year finished top 10 but can we just take a little bit of a step forward in spring get to know each other a little bit better get some of these young guys some burn some play and see how they're going to fit in to what the depth looks like this year. Florida State had a really good, you know, starting 11 to maybe 15 on both offense and defense. But their depth last year wasn't phenomenal by any means, right? Like once you got past that one deep, once you got into that two deep, there was quite a drop-off. And I just don't think there is much anymore. I think they can go two and even three deep at most positions, which is going to help them when they get into those brutal stretches in the middle of the year when guys are hurt and banged up and you're waiting on guys to come back from injury. That really sunk their year last year when they played uh, Wake, NC State, and Clemson. Their toughest three opponents, the most banged up that they were, the most injured that they were. And so the depth this year and kind of rotating guys in and out and being able to not have you know Fabian Lovett playing 90% of the staffs and everything else, I think it's going to be really big. So I think it's getting all of that gelling here in the spring and getting guys ready for what will eventually happen in the fall. Noel Calv up in Chicago. Ask TJ how the other tight end transfer is looking. Now that is the uh, Kyle, is it Morlock? I believe that's Kyle that Morlock. Yeah. yeah. So, I, again, really early in practice, but I, I think they really like what they have in him. And, and I don't, you know, I think there will be a little bit of a transition time from he was playing to a smaller college um, but I mean, you, you, you know, guys still six, seven, right? Like I don't care if he was playing in high school last year, six, seven, six, seven, right. And he is just massive, really kind of, you know, it, it really kind of that old school, uh, mentality. I mean, he's from the mountains of North Georgia, actually right where we go up to the Blue Ridge area every year for Thanksgiving. So 
right near there. Um, so he's, you know, very much like country boy, <laughs> you know, throwback type of kid. Um, not not flashy, but just will go out and outwork everybody. I think they're really excited about what they have in him too. And again, he's got some time to adjust. There's a lot of weapons on this offense. He doesn't have to come in and be the guy. He's probably tied in two behind Jaheim Bell. But I really think he'll have some nice some nice plays this year. Some nice. But I'm excited for him next year. I, I you know I know that that's looking way ahead, and we've got big expectations this year. But I think that next year he could be talked about as one of the top tight ends in college once he's got a year under his belt in the Power Five. Speaking of misery loves company, Florida State lost to Georgia Tech at there at the end. That, that that ends the season, right? Is that is that kind of fitting? Yeah, and and did it you know kind of the way they lost other games this year? Had a five point lead with two minutes to go. You know, I think they were up by like I don't know double digits at halftime. And then just slowly saw it melt away. You know, their depth this year wasn't very good. They, uh, you know, there were there were effort questions, but that was always weird to me because they, you know, they, they'd either be down by 10 or 20 and they'd fight back or they'd have a big lead and blow it. So, I mean, what, what do they care for, like a half? I don't know. So, I don't know. Just not good depth, not good rotations this year, not enough ball handling. I mean, they, you know, pick your poison on, you know, blame and everything else to go around. You also have a 74, 75-year-old coach, I believe, Coach Ham is. So, one of the oldest coaches in, in college basketball, and he's obviously been great, but I don't know. I, I, tough year for the, for the Hoops team. You know, when, when, you know, you schedule all those cupcakes out of conference to start the year, and with, so when they started like 0-5, 0-6 against like every single cupcake out there, I, I was, you know, I said at the beginning, like I have no clue how they'll even get to 10 wins, and they fall a game short. They really should have won that game. I, you know, you're up by five with a couple minutes to go. You, you really should find a way to win that. Uh, but not surprising at all, probably a fitting into the year um, to lose on, on Tuesday in, in the ACC tournament. They haven't done in a long time in Tallahassee. And it sounds like everybody's pretty happy with the beginning of the baseball season. Yeah, yeah a, little bit of a little bit of a stumble against Florida Gulf Coast, but FCCU just beat Troy the other day, who was one of the last remaining undefeated teams. They're ranked right now. And I believe it's early. We're only a fifth of the way through the year, but I think Florida Gulf Coast has like a top five RPI. So they're not a bad team. It took two or three from Florida State, but Florida State bounced back and um, beat Bethune midweek. Um, they've got a, they start ACC play this weekend. And I think people are pretty happy. I, I think the baseball team probably started a little hotter than people expected, uh, but I do think they're going to have a good year. The ACC is incredibly difficult. I don't predict them to – you know, host a super or anything like that. They could host a regional if, if they get hot enough down the stretch. But, um, yeah, I mean, just need to go out and win win ACC series. So we'll see how this weekend goes. But I'm excited for ACC play to start, and people are pleasantly surprised with, with the Link Jarrett era to start. Tell everybody what they can do to get your content. Yeah, you can search Double Fries No Slaw everywhere, whether that's on YouTube, which is where we do most of our content, you can search it on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever app you're on. Check us out, TJ Pittenger on Twitter. Um, yeah, we have a good time. We've got some stuff coming out. We had some stuff come out on the ACC this week, some thoughts of FSU trying to get out. That's the most recent video on our channel, so go check that out. Might have a part two follow-up to that with uh, UNC's AD coming out this week and, and making some comments as well. So check us out. Good stuff, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. See you next week. There you have it. Ole Miss Evie with us tomorrow. 
Chris Beard and Ole Miss have been flirting. Nothing for sure there, but there's something going on. 